0: Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Elmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulos. You'll find him at cook.com and on Twitter using, not Twitter, X, on X using the handle Kook. The Stephen, X user, good morning. Top of the morning to you, Sean now massive week coming up before we get into that there wasn't a lot of data out last week but the intergenerational report came out Ch- jim chalmers released it earlier than we expected really we don't expect them every couple of years but jim chalmers wants to keep it top of mind uh, i suppose the elevator pitch on that one before we get into this week Stephen.
1: Look, it, it's a useful discipline on governments and first the voters you know electorate and people to sort of understand what's happening in some of these long-run structural issues of the economy and I don't get bogged down in the forecast for GDP in 2050 who knows don't even know it's going to be in 2023 to be honest but -hmm. it's more to sort of say that we you know we do know a few things we've got an aging population we're all living longer and that's a good thing we know that old people tend to cost more than young people to look after with health care and pensions and these sorts of things and that we know that there's a couple of other structural issues going on in the economy the disability insurance scheme defense spending is going to be probably more elevated in the next couple of decades than the prior couple of decades and when we put all these into the big great big melting pot called the intergenerational report what it shows that in the next 20 30 40 years there's pressures on the budget we've got to do perhaps some more about superannuation policy and Even though it didn't speak its ugly uh, word, tax is something Mm. that was not really included. And tax reform is something that, look, it'll come around one day or other. But you know, if we if we're to have this hugely expensive strain on the budget over over many decades, someone's got to pay a bit more tax to fund it. Mm.
0: Okay. We can talk about that for the next 40 years, Stephen. Yes. Now, let's get into the next few days. Plenty going on. Let's start with economic indicators. The big one this week, at least in terms of uh, month uh, of economic
1: indicator, monthly inflation. Monthly inflation on Wednesday, yes. It, and, of course, inflation, 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 the three top priorities of uh, the Reserve Bank and the government and, and just the business sector more generally, cost of living pressures. And uh, we've had that monthly inflation indicator decelerating from a peak of 8.4% in December, came in around about 5.5% in June. We get the July figures uh, on Wednesday, as I mentioned. The market's looking for another little dip towards 5%. This jump in petrol prices probably won't impact us until we get the August numbers in a month's time. But we're, again, looking for clues that the broad or the underlying inflation pressures are decelerating. I think we'll see them there. Things like airfares are coming down, but it'll also have the the July, the 1 July increase in power prices. So there's, like most economic indicators, many, many moving parts. But we'd just love to see, and the Reserve Bank will be banking on getting just another step lower in this inflation rate.
0: And we've also got retail trade and and building approval data
1: this week, both very important parts of the economy. They are indeed, and the retail trade numbers out later today, Monday. Uh, so we're going to be seeing whether we consumers are still hunkering down. They have been weak for the best part of seven or eight months now. That you know we're responding to cost of living, as we just mentioned. We're responding to the interest rate hikes that have been delivered over the last eighteen months or so. So retail spending has been weak, and again, the banks who look at their credit card and uh, Fos transfer numbers are suggesting that retail spending has continued to soften. So we are likely to see a, a flat a slightly negative result for july building approvals gee they're choppy they're all over the place and i guess this is the precursor to the 1.2 million dwellings over five years you've got to get a building approval first before you get a a dwelling completion so that doesn't kick until july 2024 but yeah we want to see building approvals starting to move a little bit higher we need more houses as simple as that houses we've got house prices this week too don't we we do indeed. Our friends at CoreLogic on Friday put out their um, their monthly number for August. We know from the high-frequency data that we're probably going to be getting another increase, somewhere close to 1% month-on-month. Month. Sydney, Brisbane doing better, Melbourne and Perth sort of middle of the pack and other cities middle of the pack. But, you know, 1% month-on-month month increase will be, I think that's the sixth month in a row that we've had a rise. And from that low point that we saw in February, house prices are up over 5%. So, you know, even with interest rates going up, the good old supply and demand, you know, lots of population from immigration and foreign students coming here, not enough supply because housing construction has been pretty weak. Prices go up. I love economics when it works.
0: (laughs) Talking about economics... And economist specifically, Michelle Bullock. She's speaking this week. The deputy governor, soon to be governor of the Reserve Bank. The topic, though, is on the environment.
1: Am I right in saying that? Yes. And how that's going to impact the economy? You know, we know. And again, that was one of the issues in the intergenerational report. If we just uh, backtrack a moment, that you know, we know that dealing with the climate, global warming, the move to renewables, are going to have really big implications for the structure of our economy. So. The Reserve Bank, since Guy de Bell, who was deputy governor previously, he left around about a year ago. He was really hot on the topic, pardon the pun, on, um, on climate change. So it'll be interesting to see what Michelle Bullock's got to say on the topic. But it clearly is something that will impact economic activity, impact inflation pressures. And again, from a slightly longer run perspective, you know, it has impact on, you know, if places are too hot to live, then, you know, do we get this situation where people will gravitate to the cooler areas? tasmania might be popular in a in long run since so it's, it's nice and cool um who knows but we'll see what she says and it'll be a really important marker in the ground for her as she assumes the governorship in in a few weeks time Stephen, enjoy your week thank you sean i will for sure
0: that was economist Stephen kakoulis better known as the cook you can find him at thecook.com and follow him on twitter using the handle the cook i'm sean ailmer and this is fear and greed the
1: week ahead